Has the Daily Wire gone woke? Just recently, the Daily Wire had their backstage live where they made announcements about a whole bunch of future projects and some present projects that are just kicking off. And one of them has caused many Christian fans of the Daily Wire to get pretty upset. So we're going to go ahead and talk about it. Hope you'll join me. So hello everybody and welcome back to Grace Nerd. My name is Eric Johnson if you're new to the channel. If you like commentary on culture from a Christian worldview or talk about the Christian life or talk about Christian theology then make sure that you go ahead and subscribe if you're new to the channel and make sure that you leave a like if you enjoy the video. Or if you've discovered the podcast in audio form then make sure that you go ahead and follow wherever you are. So in some of my most recent videos I've covered quite a bit of the Daily Wire's recent content. I did a review of the What is a Woman documentary. I talked about Terror on the Prairie and talking about conservative media and things like that is definitely something I plan to do for the foreseeable future from time to time. And I'm not ashamed to say that I am actually a Daily Wire subscriber and supporter. And so this recent news is definitely relevant. And I feel that I should definitely share my thoughts on it because I think Christians have raised some certainly very warranted concerns about some of the recent happenings. And so what on earth am I talking about if you don't know what I'm talking about? So during this recent Daily Wire backstage, they talked about the new Daily Wire plan plus expansion of Daily Wire content where they're beginning to group things like their movies and documentaries together. And among their major announcements was the fact that they are bringing on Jordan Peterson. If you're unaware of who he is, he is a clinical psychologist who was also a professor in the University of Toronto up until around 2016, I believe. And when some policies were passed in the university and some pretty authoritarian laws were under consideration in Canada, basically compelling teachers to use the quote unquote preferred pronouns of their students, Jordan Peterson said that once this was law, he didn't want to submit to any kind of law that would compel his speech. Now, a whole lot of conservatives and Christians and more culturally libertarian type people jumped on his side and he exploded in online popularity. Now, what confuses some people is where exactly politically Jordan Peterson lines up. He's very much against the authoritarian left, as many in the Daily Wire are. But pragmatically speaking, he can be pretty liberal. And so he talked about the fact that he would consider using the preferred pronouns that someone had as a sort of personal negotiation, but he simply refused to go along with the more authoritarian ways of pushing these things. I talked about this quite a bit in a sort of mini documentary that I did on my other channel, and I ended up calling it Enemy of My Enemy. And I talked about the relationship that conservative Christians should have to what was at the time called the intellectual dark web. And this was made up of people like Jordan Peterson, Dave Rubin, who is more and more growing in his conservative leanings, but he is an open homosexual who is quote unquote married to a man. And he has just recently through surrogacy brought two children under his care with his quote unquote husband. Now, I'm sort of jumping from topic to topic here, but all of this is related to the recent news from the Daily Wire. Just after bringing Jordan Peterson onto their streaming platform, Jordan Peterson actually had an interview with Dave Rubin. Now, they've been friends for a long time. I actually went and saw Jordan Peterson here in Rochester, uh, I believe it was a couple years ago. It was before he had a lot of health struggles up until recently. And while he was on this tour that eventually stopped by my neck of the woods, 
he was traveling with Dave Rubin and Dave Rubin would sort of come out and do a little bit of introduction, a little bit of stand up comedy, and then bring Jordan Peterson onto the stage for the lecture. And while I was there, I ended up seeing Dave Rubin and he ended up actually cracking a few gay jokes, which was, I suppose, par for the course for him and me and my dad and my wife. And I believe my sister who was there, we all kind of just, you know, had to sit awkwardly as conservative Christians who have very traditional views of sexuality. And we had to basically look at it and say, well, that's not exactly surprising. But overall, the tone and theme of the event was more conservative leaning in nature. And it was very much against the more authoritarian wokeness that we see today. And so all that to say, I've sort of been aware of the moral conundrums that Christians are going to find themselves in as we pursue engagement with different forms of quote unquote, conservative or libertarian leaning media. And sure enough, in this first podcast that Jordan Peterson did as part of the Daily Wire with Dave Rubin, they talked about the quote unquote, positives and pitfalls of parenting as a gay couple. And so some Christians have reacted on social media and said, has the Daily Wire gone woke? And because this is something that I've thought a lot about up until this point, and because I was fully aware of some of these opinions that Jordan Peterson holds, because I've been aware of Dave Rubin's involvement with conservative media, I can't say that these events were a massive shock to me, but it has definitely caused me to have to revisit some of my thinking on this. So Jordan Peterson's view on gay marriage is what you might call a sort of quasi-conservative but also pragmatic perspective. Because Jordan Peterson is not an Orthodox Christian, he basically paints the issue not so much as an issue of righteousness versus sin, but he paints it as an issue of the ideal versus that which fails to reach the ideal. I'll let you hear some of his words for yourself. Now, with regards to gay marriage specifically, that's a really tough one for me because, you know, I can imagine... I can't do anything really other than spout platitudes about it, I suppose, unfortunately. You know, if if the marital vows are taken seriously, then it seems to me that it's a means whereby gay people can be integrated more thoroughly into standard society, and that's probably a good thing. And maybe that would decrease promiscuity, which is a public health problem, um, although obviously that's not limited to gay people. Um, although gay men tend to be more promiscuous than average, um, probably because there's no women to bind them um, with regards to their sexual activity. Um, the problem is, is that it does seem to me to be part of a wedge, and it isn't obvious to me that, that legalizing gay marriage has done anything to decrease the demands that the radical left neo-Marxist types are placing on traditional society. So... Um, those are my views. I know they're confused, you know, because I'm in favor of, of extending the bounds of traditional relationships to people who wouldn't be involved in a traditional long-term relationship. But I'm concerned about the um, undermining of, of traditional modes of being, including marriage, which, you know, has technically and, and historically been a union between a man and a woman fundamentally for the purpose of raising children in a in a stable and and uh, um, an optimal and stable environment so and marriage has already taken a fair bit of 
damage over the last few decades, you know. And his interview with Dave Rubin basically follows along these lines insofar as I've skimmed through it a little bit. The issue with this that Christians need to realize is that as we engage with secular forms of quote-unquote conservative media, we need to recognize that we should not paint this issue as a matter of ideal versus less ideal. But if Christ is indeed Lord of all, and if the Bible is the Word of God, then we need to view these issues the way that God does. We need to look at Dave Rubin and those like him as people who need the gospel. We need to see that movements that begin from a shaky foundation will inevitably end up way further off the mark than we ever imagined. I think Tony Sumter, a Christian commentator who talked about this, put it pretty well when he called some of the foibles of the Daily Wire in this regard, he called them proto-woke. When Jeremy's Razors were released, he ended up talking about the fact that while the commercial for it was really funny and really effective in marketing this new product and fighting wokeness, it still ended up including some women who were scantily clad for partially for the comedic effect, but also you might say for some sex appeal. And this simply is not a game that Christians should flirt with. There probably actually were far better ways that this could have been approached and it could have been done in a way that would not have offended Christians. It could have been done in a way that humor upheld marriage and didn't promote things that could potentially damage a marriage. But again, in the end, how should Christians respond to this? As important as it is that we maintain our convictions in these areas, I think there's two ways in which the very strong reactions that Christians have to this are bothering me a little bit. On the one hand, it seems to me that Christians began supporting the Daily Wire without understanding that some of these flaws have been baked in from the beginning. The more libertarian leanings of some of the commentators involved in the Daily Wire will always be something of a weakness. I think Doug Wilson does a pretty good job labeling himself when he calls himself a theocratic libertarian. He sees the fact that there is no such thing as a full separation between the laws of a given land and morality, and it's only going to be a question of whose morality determines the law of any given land. America has unavoidably Christian roots. The only way that America is going to recover any of its strength is by returning to whatever Christian roots that it had at its founding. We have to return to the gospel. A secular libertarianism is doomed to fail because Christ is not at the center. And when Christ is not at the center, we will inevitably again become slaves to our lusts and slaves to our sin. And a people that are a slave to their sin will eventually be slaves to tyrants. And so it is right for Christians to recognize that this will be a fatal flaw for the Daily Wire if Christ does not eventually become their center. However, this doesn't mean that we can't see them as what Tony Sumter called co-belligerents. There's actually a couple of ways that you could illustrate how a co-belligerent relationship works. I think when many Christians want to completely condemn the relationship a Christian could have with an outlet like the Daily Wire, they'll talk about it like the Daily Wire growing like a tree. They talk about the flaws in its foundation, in its roots, and therefore they talk about the inevitable failure as the limbs and branches grow outward. And I think there can be a lot of truth to this illustration. However, another illustration you could use is that there is a group of us and we are digging toward the foundations of what made America great. And if we were to dig all the way to the bottom, we would find Christ. Insofar as our founding fathers had a Christian foundation, that is what led to the greatness of America. And insofar as there were imperfections in that, that is likely where we see our failures today. And so as we dig, we're going to find people who want to dig along with us. 
not because they're digging for Christ, but because they're digging for the benefits that Christ gave to America. And when you see this as a digging expedition, you will see that eventually you'll get to a point where our co-belligerents will get to a point where they've gone as far as they want to go, and we will have to continue. And so, yes, there will be a time when we will part ways. But I think that this illustration lends itself a little better to the validity of us digging together for a time. There are times when they may dig off to the side and go astray a bit, but in many ways, they will benefit our journey towards that core. But we simply have to recognize that in many ways, they are not digging for the same reason that we are. Before I get to my second issue with Christian's reaction to this, I do want to draw a comparison between Jordan Peterson and some Christian leaders that I see in church history and to the present. People often see this recent interview with Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin, and they basically make a direct comparison to the most woke outlets that you can find today. And I don't want to downplay the true issues with what we're seeing here. However, I think I could draw a little bit of a comparison in the difference I see between, say, C.S. Lewis and N.T. Wright, if you know who they are. So, for example, C.S. Lewis, at least for much of his life, and N.T. Wright both believe in evolution and tried to integrate that with their Christianity. And there's obviously a lot of issues with this. Evolution is not really compatible with a straightforward reading of scripture. However, if you look at the overarching trajectory of C.S. Lewis's life, it puts this in a slightly different context than what we would look at in N.T. Wright. C.S. Lewis came out of a staunchly atheistic outlook on life when he came to Christ. And by the end of his life, he was deeply questioning evolution. However, when you look at the life of N.T. Wright, he came out of a very conservative Christian background and he has become more and more liberal in his theology throughout the course of his life. And so when we look at the flaws in someone's thinking as they profess a more Christian outlook, we have to ask, what are we comparing those flaws to? And so when we look at Jordan Peterson, what are we comparing his flaws to? Are we comparing him to a thoroughly sound Christian theology, or are we comparing him to the authoritarian left and their view of sexuality? If we ask the question this way, then it's perfectly obvious. Jordan Peterson is obviously a co-belligerent, to put it bluntly, against the authoritarian secular commies. And he obviously wants to fight for society where our conservative Christian voices are protected. And so insofar as that goes, we should consider him a friend. And insofar as that goes, he is not far from the kingdom. However, because his true center is not Christ and is not the gospel and is not the inerrant word of God, we should see these lapses in his judgment as an inevitability and we should not be shocked. And so a failure to acknowledge all of that is the first issue that I have with those who are so strongly reacting to this recent activity with The Daily Wire. The second issue I have is that when we have a staunch reaction against what The Daily Wire is doing here, and we act as if an immediate boycott is in order, I think that this discounts the fact that there are many Orthodox Christians working within The Daily Wire from what I understand. And as far as I can tell, they have not abandoned their convictions. I had to consider this when the announcement was first made by Dave Ruman that he would be quote-unquote becoming a father. He made this announcement on his own show on The Blaze, which is also purported to be a conservative outlet. They caught, I think, a lot of rightly deserved criticism from Christians when many at The Blaze gave all of their wholehearted congratulations to Dave and his quote-unquote husband. However, Ellie Beth Stuckey, who also has a show with The Blaze, came out and said that she was not going to give her congratulations, and I think she did a very kind but straightforward explanation as to what her Christian convictions were on the matter. And she also talked 
talked about how she felt about working for the Blaze in spite of this difference. And she said that while she had a strong disagreement with it, she never experienced any stifling of her voice as a conservative Christian. And so I think we see a similar situation with the Daily Wire. I think there's actually a variety of opinions within the Daily Wire. You have someone like Andrew Clavin, who claims to be a Christian and has a very moving conversion story in his book, The Great Good Thing. But he also has a gay son who he fully affirms in his lifestyle. You have Ben Shapiro, who to this day has a very strong conviction concerning gay marriage and will call it a sin, but he doesn't embrace Christ as Lord. He is an Orthodox Jew. You have Matt Walsh and Michael Lowes, who are conservative Roman Catholics, and they would definitely not be in favor of gay marriage. But I, as a Protestant, would have some very foundational disagreements with them on the nature of the gospel. And from what I understand, there are many conservative Christians working behind the scenes at the Daily Wire. And so when I see these inevitable flaws come to light, when the Daily Wire tries to maintain this quasi-conservative, quasi-secular public image, I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Some say that when we see an issue pop up like this, like this interview with Jordan Peterson and Dave Rubin, this is evidence that the very next step is going to be the promised children's content from the Daily Wire, including grooming like we see from Disney+. Plus. I find this incredibly unlikely, and I think that the good aspects of the trajectory of the Daily Wire still far outweigh any serious flaw and even sins that they might have. But in conclusion, I would simply say that Christians need to be realistic about the relationship that they have with these quasi-conservative, quasi-secular media outlets. We are all in this sort of digging project together, but we're in disagreement as to what we're digging towards. Yes, there is going to come a time when we part ways, and that's going to be true in the sense that it's coming in the future, but it's also already here in the sense that we need to filter through what we're seeing. We need to part ways on the individual necessary issues, but we need to stick together on the issues that we can. But yes, eventually there may come a time when sorting this out will become unmanageable and we need to part ways completely for the sake of Christ. I would simply state that we haven't reached that place yet. However, I will say as a Christian, you should follow your conscience. This is simply the approach that I am trying to take. And whatever you do, do all to the glory of God and do it in the name of Christ and do it with the gospel in view. And so there you have my thoughts. I hope that you found them helpful. Again, my name is Eric. If you're new to the channel, this is Grace Nerd. Make sure that you leave a like if you've enjoyed yourself and make sure that you subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you know when new uploads happen. Or again, if you found the podcast in audio form, go ahead and follow wherever you are. And if you'd like to support my work, Work, either on this channel or on my gaming channel, but you'd like to do so outside of the YouTube monetization system, then make sure that you check out my Subscribestar page. So again, thank you. Thanks for stopping by and we'll see you around in the next episode.